Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Well, good morning, everybody. It's lovely to see you all. If any of you don't know me, my name is Richard. I'm the curate at Holy Trinity Borlane, and it's very exciting to be with you all this morning and to be exploring Palm Sunday together. Now, I hope you're awake and you're ready. Um, I've got a few things with me this morning. I've gone for some props. I've got the, um, the classic Palm Sunday props of um, a crown, some donkey ears, a palm cross and a coconut. So I hope you're ready for that. Um, and we're also going to be doing a quiz as well. So hopefully between those things, we'll be able to explore a bit of what Palm Sunday is all about. But first of all, I have a question and it is related to what should be the next picture on the slide. So, there's a person there. I don't think I'm giving too much away by describing them as a person. Who thinks they know who that is? Now, before the service, somebody had a guess and they suggested Boris Johnson. Spoiler alert, it's not Boris Johnson. Who thinks they know who that is? We've got a hand there, can you shout it out? The King, King Charles. Absolutely, give a round of applause. Correct answer, very well done, super work. So that is King Charles. Who knows, I used to be a teacher by the way, I don't know if you can tell that from throwing all the questions out. Uh, who knows what is happening in relation to King Charles on May the 6th? Who knows what's happening then? Oh. Coronation, beautiful. Round of applause, very good. So. On May the 6th, King Charles is going to be coronated or crowned as king. And that got me thinking, because on May the 6th, we're going to see King Charles crowned as king. And in this passage today, we hear Jesus described as king. And so you would think, right, two versions of the same thing, right? But actually, they're very different. So what I'm hoping that we're going to be able to do today is through a bit of a quiz, a bit of interaction, a bit of fun hopefully, we'll be able to maybe explore some of the differences between how our world does kings and queens, monarchy, and how Jesus does being king. That's what we're going to aim for today. So with that in mind, first question. So we're firstly going to think about what King Charles is going to sit on. Now, I didn't know this until I started exploring. Apparently, there's a coronation chair. And then once he gets crowned, he goes onto his actual throne. I didn't know that. But apparently, there's such a thing as the coronation chair. That is the chair. Personally, I think it, you know, needs a lick of paint. But anyway, coronation chair that King Charles is going to sit on. The question is, how old is that chair? There are your options. One, 1,800 years old. Two, 700 years old. Three, 500 years old, or number four, it's brand new. What I'm going to ask you to do is have a quick chat, see what you think, and then show me on your fingers which one you think it is. So if you think it's number one, show me one. If you think it's two, number two, and so on. So have a chat. What do you think? How old is the coronation chair? I'll give you 10 more seconds to make up your mind.
Okay, show me on your fingers. One, two, three, or four. All right, I can see a few threes. It's mainly split between twos and threes. No one's telling me it's brand new, which is reassuring. No one's telling me it's 1,800 years old. So we're broadly torn between two and three. Shall we see the answer? 700 years old. There we go. Give yourself a round of applause if you went for 700 years old. So that's what King Charles is going to sit on uh, just before he gets crowned. And it got me thinking, because I was at a wedding yesterday, and in the church where the wedding took place, there's all sorts of different chairs. But there's one chair that the vicar gets to sit in week after week, right? And it's so much better than all the other chairs in the, the church. Everyone else has to slam it on these uncomfortable chairs that aren't very nice, and yet the vicar gets this beautiful chair that he just gets to perch in every week. It's similar with the coronation. Not everyone in the coronation is going to get the kind of throne that King Charles gets to sit on. In situations like that, the chair, what people are sat on, tells you something about who they are and what they do. So with that in mind, did you then notice what Jesus was sat on as he came into Jerusalem. And the thing to bear in mind is, in Jesus' day, like us today, when they thought of kings and queens and royalty, they thought of the big thing, they thought of power, they thought of being really impressive. And yet in that world, Jesus came in riding on a donkey. It was the last thing they were expecting. And in verse 5, we see he rode in on a donkey and it says, See, your king comes to you riding on a donkey. The king comes riding on a donkey. Now, that tells us something about the kind of king that Jesus is. He's not the one that has everybody else realize, Oh, I'm so good and you're so lowly. No, he makes himself lowly. He's the king who makes himself lowly. He came not to be served, but to serve. In our world today, and in the world of Jesus, the way being a king was done was very different in the world to how Jesus did it. Yet Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. He came in lowly and riding on a donkey. That tells us something about the kind of king Jesus is. Now, I've got a couple of props here. This one makes sense, donkey ears. <laughs> the coconut needs a bit more explaining. Um, I um, wasn't convinced that these were gonna turn up in time from um, generic fast delivery postal service. Um, and I was at the church at the wedding yesterday and someone said, yeah, we don't have donkey ears, but we do have a coconut. And so you could kind of do the whole like <laughs> as a donkey when they come into Jerusalem. So. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd use them both, seeing as how they've been given to me. I didn't want to, you know, lose the opportunity. So can somebody, I need somebody who can help me out a bit. I want somebody to come and get these donkeys off me and take them back to your seat for now, because we'll need them later on. But can someone take care of these? Judah, do you want to come in? There we are. And then this one isn't as compulsory, but does anybody want a coconut? <laughs> Here we are. Would you like a coconut? There we are. Thank you so much. Look after those for me. Great. So, Jesus... The lowly king who comes in on a donkey. And we've been thinking about the throne compared to the donkey. The throne. The people is the next one. So with that in mind, second question. So you thought about the throne, thought about the people. Second one. 
What is the seating capacity of Westminster Abbey? So that's where the coronation is going to happen. Seating capacity, how many people can sit in there? Now I'm told, for comparison, in here, I think we can get about 400 all in. Is that, sounds about right to me. So about 400 in here. How many people do you think can sit in Westminster Abbey where the, the coronation of King Charles is going to take place? We've got 500, 1,700, 2,200 or 8,000. Have a chat with the people around you. How many do you think? Then once you've got an idea, start showing me on your fingers how many we think. Got a decent number of threes, I can see. Almost unanimous, the occasional two. Quite a lot of threes. Again, torn between two and three. Shall we see the answer? Three, there we go, well done. If you got three, give yourself a round of Applause. Good. So, Westminster Abbey can seat 2,200 people. The reason 8,000 is up there, by the way, is because the Queen's coronation, whenever that was, um, they actually closed Westminster Abbey for a good few months and just kind of round in as many seats as they could. So around 8,000 were at that one, according to the BBC, which is, is good going. Um, so 2,200 people coming for King Charles's coronation. Now, the thing about that is the guests in Westminster Abbey at King Charles's coronation. A lot of them, if you remember what we said about how the throne that the, the, the king sits on um, is very fancy and ornate and decorative and how Jesus comes differently to that. A lot of the guests in the Abbey at King Charles's coronation are gonna be the royalty of other countries around the world or the prime ministers or the powerful people, the rich and the famous. Not only does the throne communicate something of who the king is and what the king does, but the people who are there say something about that as well. And so it's interesting to notice then, in the light of that, that if that's what King Charles's coronation is going to be like, who is it that comes in with Jesus when he arrives in Jerusalem on the donkey? Well, it's interesting to note that it's the disciples that are getting things ready. And quite often we can forget with the disciples that a lot of them were ordinary, everyday people that Jesus called to say, come and follow me. And he talks about the crowds that paved the way, paved the side of the road and waved their palm branches, shouting Hosanna in the highest, as we've already heard about. It was normal, everyday people like you and I who paved the way for Jesus to come into Jerusalem. And there's a couple of significant things he did. The first one was to wave the palm branches and shout Hosanna. Now, Hosanna is a cry of praise, and palm branches represented victory. If any of you are particularly big fans of homework, if you have a look in Revelation 7, 9, after you'll see how the palm branches represent victory in that passage. So they're, they're saying we recognize that Jesus brings the victory. And they also laid their clothes on the floor. Now, I didn't know this until I started preparing for this talk, but apparently, in the world of Jesus, 
That's what people would do for other gods, because people worshipped all sorts of different gods, and they kind of put their cloaks out on the floor or on their couches or whatever, to almost try and entice their god down, to make it look comfortable or attractive or whatever. So they would so almost convince their god to come down. So when they're putting their cloaks down on the floor, they're recognising who Jesus was, that he was God in human form and that he'd come to save them. The crowds and the disciples knew who Jesus was, and on Palm Sunday, they celebrated him as king. It wasn't the rich and the powerful. We'll see in a moment. They were the ones who wanted to get rid of him. It was the disciples. It was the the, the people like you and me who were able to recognize who Jesus was. Now, I'm going to keep hold of this one. I'm not going to give this one out. But don't worry because everyone's going to get one of these on your way out today. So as you take one of these out with you today, you can remember that as we hold these and as we take these home, ultimately, we celebrate that Jesus is king and that we celebrate through him the victory that he won for us. And Palm Sunday is a key part of that so we've seen what Jesus came in riding on, riding on a donkey how he's gentle and lowly we've seen how the the, the disciples and the crowds recognised who he was however, not everybody was happy with this new type of king this brings us to our final quiz question so if you can have, there we go, so that is a picture of the crown that King Charles is going to be crowned with. Now, I'm told it's very heavy, so he wears it for the coronation, and then it's put away because it's heavy. But what's the value of the crown, financial value, that King Charles will wear? So the first one, £3.6 million. Pounds. Number two, a paltry £1 million. Number three, £10 million. Or number four, it's free. Have a chat, what do you think? Show me on your fingers in a few moments. see a few fingers starting to appear once you think you've got an answer let me see what you think oh i think this might be the one where i've got most of you looking around you're pretty good with the others can see a decent amount of threes decent amount of ones no one thinks it's free can we see the correct answer there we go, number one, 3.6 million. Okay, so again, thinking about King Charles's coronation and what's going on there, his crown, as we've just seen, very ornate, very decorative, very fancy. It's expensive, as we've seen, it's heavy. There's all sorts of amazing things about King Charles's crown. Now, the thing is, and I've got to admit, I'm straying a little bit from the passage we heard to talk about this next bit. But the thing is, just a few days after this Palm Sunday story, we see Jesus wear a crown. But it's a very different type of crown. Jesus enters in on a donkey as king. And the disciples and the crowds recognize who he is. But the, the, the religious authorities, the, the, the people in power of the day, do not like the message that Jesus came to bring and what he came to do they don't like it to the point where 
later on in Holy Week, they sentence him to death and they make him wear a crown, not a fancy crown, but a crown of thorns. They make him wear a crown of thorns as he was handed over to be crucified by the religious authorities. And the difficult thing about that is it's easy to say, oh, well, those religious authorities aren't very good. But the fact is the same crowds that welcomed him in also chanted crucify him as well. People turned on Jesus. There was, a, there was a difficulty in recognizing the kind of king that Jesus was as he came gently and lowly to give his life on the cross in order that you and I could have a relationship with God for all eternity. There's something about that that doesn't compute with how we understand kings to be. And so rather than accept him, they crucified him. Now, at the risk of giving away too many spoilers for next Sunday... Let me tell you that ultimately speaking, it does end well. It does end well. So whilst it might sound sad at the moment, it does end well. But that's worth thinking about, isn't it? The kind of king that Jesus was and came to be is one that for many people, we struggle to wrap our heads around and struggle to get to grips with. So, in summary, Judah, can I um, borrow you again? There we are, beautiful. Look at those donkey ears, fantastic. I'll take this. Somebody want to come and hold this crown for me, please? Yeah, do you want to come, young man? Absolutely. It's all right, don't worry. There we are. Can we have the coconuts as well, please? Is that all right? Do you want to come and stand here? Excellent work, thank you so much. So... What I'm trying to do here is give us a summary of the story in visual form. (laughs) So we've got the donkey that Jesus rode in on, gentle and lowly, coming not to be served but to serve, unlike any other king we've ever seen before. We've got the palm branches and the clothes being laid out as people recognised who Jesus was, said, Hosanna. But then we've got the crown, and this crown's like King Charles's crown, isn't it? But we were thinking about the the crown of thorns that Jesus wore, and what that showed us about ultimately what he came to do is he took the death on the cross so that we might live. In a nutshell, or coconut shell. (laughs) My surprise is that I didn't write that one down. That was just off of my head, but... uh, In a nutshell, that's where we are. Palm Sunday led into Good Friday with the promise that Easter Sunday is coming. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.